want to just get right into it? I, I mean, we've kind of opened up the door already. We've kind of just stepped into the room. We've placed our, our briefcases onto this very long, very empty desk or uh, meeting table. Click, click. We're opening it up. What's inside of the briefcase? <laughs> Fucking many words. Many words, many papers. I'm just... I can't shake the feeling. Is is the feng shui, feng shui, feng shui, feng shui, however you say it, is it, is it off in this room? Just a little bit. I'm getting a weird energy. I, I, I am also getting a little bit of a weird energy, but I think that might be because of the giant shark tank on one end and the very fancy chair at the head of the table along with the only light in the room coming from that side. It, it feels a little bit too ominous. I, th- I think we're not promoting a very uh, a friendly work environment here. I mean, I agree with you, but also, that's just that's just Frederick. I mean, yeah. he's, we, we leave he's here all the time. Alone. I think, I'm wondering if it's the the infinite black void that's above him. Also, it's dripping blood into the shark tank. I'm not sure if that's going to be healthy for him. Yeah, admittedly, I don't know how I feel about the blood in the tank. Mostly because it seems to get him a little bit riled up, and I think that I don't think that's healthy for him. Yeah, I, for one, would like to keep all my fingers. Yeah. Well, Anyways. well we'll figure that one out, out a little bit later. We have a job we gotta do. Right, anyways... Uh, welcome to Let's Make Something. Uh, it's a podcast where two siblings try to come up with an idea for a story, whether that be a video game, movie, TV show, whatever, based off of three randomly generated words. Uh, I'm host number one, Tristan Rowan. And I'm host number two, Madison Rowan. And just as that little explanation would suggest, we're about to come up with an idea for a story based <laughs> off of three randomly generated words. Using some randomly generated words, yeah. All right. Um, so let's go ahead and just get right into it. Let's just uh, hop and right little, in. Yeah, a little explanation of the rules for those who might be new. Uh, we're going to uh, create a story. Uh, first things first, we're going to flip a coin. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that coin lands on heads, we're going to start off by coming up with an idea for a character. And if it lands on tails, we're going to come up with an idea for a setting. Uh, Madison, do you have the ceremonial coin? I do indeed have the ceremonial coin. Are you ready for me to flip this shit? Yeah, flip that shit, but uh, be careful about the the blood void. Um, we wouldn't want it to get in there. It is a right, ceremony right. Of, of course, of course, of course. We, we don't want want to lose the coin. I'll just I'll just flip right. it in my briefcase here. Don't worry. Yeah, sure. All right, we got tails, baby. Uh, all right. Well, looks like we're making the setting. Looks like it's all a right. setting. And now that we know that we're going to create a setting, we're going to roll the three randomly generated words courtesy of randomwordgenerator.com. And that will lead our discussion uh, on this setting here. So uh, are you ready for our randomly generated words? I am seated in my very comfortable office chair on the other side of this long eternal table. Let's do it. Let's get into it. Let's do it. All right, our first randomly generated word is disorder. 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 Mm, okay, that that's a word that can go multiple different directions, really. Yeah. Um, I will put it into our list. 
Yeah, put it in the list. Um, I think of like, um, you know, like a medical disorder, uh, like maybe a, a mental disorder mm-hmm. of sorts, mm-hmm. uh, or generally like a messy room in a disorder of sorts. Yeah, that was mo- mostly uh, when I think of disorder, I think of the literal opposite of order. Yes. Mm-hmm. Chaos. Chaos. Yes. All right. Well, uh, moving on to word number two. Mm-hmm. Word number two is straw. Straw. Okay. Straw. So like a single stalk of hay is like, or like dried out hay is like a, a straw, mm-hmm. you know, or, um. The center part of a plant, which keeps it standing upright is the, no, wait, that's a stalk. My bad. That's the stalk. Yeah. No, we're talking straw. We're talking like straw. the bit of plastic or paper that you suck a liquid into your mouth mm-hmm. from. Um, when you get three straws. Three straws? Three strikes? I don't know. This is the last straw. This Um, is the last straw. I'm gonna be fired if I keep fucking up my words. Yeah, listen. And then I'll own the company. And do you really want that? No. I thought we had co-ownership. Well, I mean, if you're gonna get fired, then you're not gonna own anything. Anyway. Oh. Anyway. Well, that just put a lot of stress on me. (laughs) Uh, word number three. Word number three is jaw. Jaw? Oh, jaw. Like where your teeth are. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the part of your skeleton and musculature, musculature that makes your mouth open and close right, and speak right. words. Sometimes not very well. Huh. These are some interesting these words. Are, these are words. Um, I feel like it might be... Hard to place them into a setting, but we'll figure it out. Uh, and we'll so out. before we before we jump right in, let's cap off these rules. Uh, you know, once we get to a uh, place where we are comfortable in the story, we're going to roll a fourth mix-up word. Uh, and then also each of us has one re-roll of any of those four words. So mm. anyways, let's jump in. Let's do this. So Disorder, straw, and jaw. Yeah, these, like, they're... Words. Jaw and straw, I can see... (laughs) They rhyme. I can see those two (laughs) words definitely working together in some sense of the word. It's disorder that's kind of mixing things up for me. Right. Um, By any chance, did you bring up a definition for disorder? No, but let me go ahead and do that for you. Okay. Um, I'm going to look up the definition for straw, because... I feel like there's multiple ways of taking that. Right. And I will. I guess I'll go ahead and start going off on the word disorder because I've looked it up. Uh, so disorder, the like first definition, the noun definition of it is a state of confusion. Uh, the disruption of peaceful and law abiding behavior or an illness or condition that disrupts normal physical or mental functions. Those are the noun ones. And then the verb is uh, disrupt the system, uh, systematic functioning or neat arrangement of. So, okay. so to disrupt something. To, 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 uh, uh, so it's less so it, it's less so about um, like the opposite of order, mm-hmm. but the the um Disruption like disrupting of. a sort of order, yeah, the, an established order mm, of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Okay. There's that. The state of confusion are, are like the two sort of sides. The the disrupting of order or normal functioning, and then state of confusion. Those are the two meanings of disorder, however which way you want to use see. it. I see. All right. That is interesting, mm-hmm. and I feel like we could take that in several directions. Um, so we could. I looked up the meaning of straw, and unfortunately, I had to dig a little bit deeper. I couldn't just use, you know, what comes up on Google when you search up blank definition. Right. Um, so I did go to Merriam-Webster, and I found several definitions. Um, uh, one, uh, stalks of grain after threshing. Okay. Um, so, like, the straw that you would think of. Right. Um, In a hay bale of uh, sorts. Yeah, the same thing here, uh, a dry coarse stem, especially of a cereal grass, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. like, hay, straw, you know. Um, but then, uh, you know, there's not actually a lot of different definitions. There's also the uh, tube as a paper, plastic, or glass for sucking up a beverage that we were familiar with. But then right. there is there is this one that... Um, it kind of stuck out to me. Um, so when I was saying like, um, you know, this is the last straw, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. that isn't actually I, like that's a that's an idiom, yeah, but yeah. it's not. It doesn't mean anything for the actual word straw itself. Uh-huh. Uh, however, there is a definition of straw that means of little or no value, uh, worthless. Okay. Ooh. So if you're talking about like. Uh, straw man. You right, know? right. It's ve- very little or no value. No substance, no no value. No substance, right. Okay, okay. So straw can mean worthless, and I think that's a very interesting thing, especially if we're making a setting. Yeah. I mean, because, okay, it would be very easy to be like, oh, it's a farming town, they've got lots of straw. But I kind of like this better definition of something deemed worthless. Right, right. That's interesting. So I, I did look up jaw also, once you're finished with straw. Uh, well, I was going to say I also brought up the definition ha! of jaw. We have both looked up jaw. All right. Uh, I mean, for the most part, jaw means exactly what we both think it means, you know. Uh, lower, the mandible. The mandible, the lower movable bone of the jaw or part of the, spurt, uh, bleh, or part of the face containing it. The mouth mm-hmm. with its bones and teeth. The grasping, biting, or crushing mouth parts of an invertebrate. Right, and there is one other meaning for the word jaw, but I don't think it's going to help us very much Uh unless we go in a really weird direction. (laughs) Um, That just means to, as a verb, it means to talk at length or chatter. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So if you're uh, jawing away about some subject, that means you're talking at length about it. Right, yeah. There is the informal Um, definition, the talk or gossip, especially when lengthy or tedious. Uh, right. But for the most part, it is, you know, jaws of a person, jaw of an animal, or jaw of a machine, such as the jaws of life, a giant crushing machine meant to cut people out of cars when they cannot be simply removed. Hold on, that's a thought, though. It sure is. If we're talking about jaw in sort of a met- metaphorical sense. Yeah. Well, or in the sense of like, uh, well, I mean, jaw, jaws of life is a little bit more literal because they a like bit have a mechanical jaws. Um, 
There is but this I, one, I, however, used to suggest the notion of being in danger from something such as death or a defeat. Victory was yeah, snatched see, that's from what the I was jaws of say. defeat. Yeah, yeah. So that that is a something. So the metaphorical jaws of something. Right. So we have three. We have three concepts here out of these words. <laughs> we have. A setting that disrupts some kind of order mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is worthless in some way and is also uh, in some kind of peril. Right. Huh. All of which are pretty vague. All of which are incredibly vague. I mean, admittedly, incredibly, we could use vague. these, uh, uh, our, our, our delightful setting words to maybe change a setting. You know what I mean? Such as perhaps this is a setting in which order is considered uh, uh, really, really important, you know, like that. And so Uh part of the setting is that the characters are looking to cause disorder, to change the order, the system. Okay, so some kind of rebel group. So perhaps a rebel group of some sort. Right. Or, mm, I mean, that's a thought. It is a thought. But... I'm having trouble getting anywhere with that thought. Yeah, it's it's really. kind of a very classic story sort of deal. I feel like a lot right. of a lot of stories kind of go in this direction of like the the government has put in place this order, and if you disrupt it, oh no, you're a bad person, and so a group of teens band together to to disrupt the order. Okay, well here let's let's kind of connect some dots here. Okay, right? dots. So we have disorder, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. There is. Uh, whatever the setting is, is causing some disruption. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and then we also have jaw, which we have interpreted as um, in some kind of danger, correct? Right. In some kind of danger. So, the jaws of so something. we can connect these dots and say that because of this disorder, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they are being targeted in some way. Okay. Okay. But by who? But by who? And for what reason? I guess. For what reason? I guess. See, the 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 sort of image that comes to mind for me is like like a group of people, like a city almost, uh-huh, uh-huh. or some kind of like township uh, that lives in sort of a Mad Max esque way, where they just kind of live in sort of anarchy, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. But despite them living in this manner, the rest of the world is still living under you know, some kind of rule of law. Right. So there's like one particular place on this world where it's just like laws have been thrown completely out the window and people kind of just exist and do whatever the fuck they want. Right. Right. And, oh, okay. Okay. So, so I'm connecting the dots. Okay. Dots are being connected. (laughs) All right. I'm connecting the dots. So we have this, this setting Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. is causing trouble to the order of the world around it. Okay. All right. Um, and that doing that places them in danger, right? Uh-huh. The people of this this setting in danger. Yeah, they are in danger. Not of only that, the people around them coming to stop them from doing this shit. Right, right. But not only that. Um, what if we say that this world around them has been tolerating them for some time? Uh huh. And some event causes that tolerance. It, basically, it's the last straw. Okay. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Huh. Hmm. Just chaining these words together. Just chaining things together to see what happens. 
Right. So we have, there. there is definitely, there's something there. What we gotta decide there- is what exactly is going on that the rest of the world isn't gonna tolerate. Right. So I know I said that they live in sort of a Mad Max situation where, like, Maybe these are a bunch of, like, chaos boys or some shit, you know? Um, And meanwhile, the rest of the world is not some, like, nuked-out holocaust um, and is instead, like, just a modern-day whatever, you know? Right, right. They've basically fenced off all of the... This is this other section of the world and and just decided that we're actually gonna, you know, put laws in place and and stuff. Yeah, but... I know that's what I set up, but that's not necessarily what we have to follow. Right, right. That's just kind of the idea to chain the worlds together in the first place. Right. It just needs to be... I I think at its core, it needs to be the world is under some sort of ruler. There mm-hmm. there needs to be some sort of rule of law um, that governs the whole world, except for this one place. Okay. Okay. I guess the other the other side of this is that there are a lot of ways we can go. Do we want to go sci-fi so or, or, or full-on fantasy? What do we want to do? Because I could go many a way. I mean, so here's the deal. I, I agree with you that we should try to, like, pick sort of a, a tropey yeah, genre yeah. sort of thing to start off with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and... As much as I like sci-fi more than traditional fantasy, I think we've done sci-fi a lot. We do do so, sci-fi a, 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 a little bit. Just a little. A little bit. So let's try going in a fantasy direction. Okay. If we want to go in a fantasy direction, I am fucking... My brain is whirring at full capacity and I am, <laughs> I am blending ideas together like some sort of brain blender. Uh, um. So let's kind of... Start at a base level here. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm trying because everything about our words, our concepts, our the entire setup of our setting has been so extremely vague. We could take this in so many different directions. Yeah, I want to try and take little tiny baby steps to get where we're going to end up. Yeah, it, it's some fucking buckwild maneuver. We have basically constructed the skeleton, and now we need to be very careful when we place all the muscles and skin and stuff, because this could go out in two very different ways. Right. So my thought is we can sort of begin at a uh in like the most tropey way we can start off with right uh-huh. like if you think lord of the rings yeah. you have some just unassuming nobody from like this just like uh uh fucking perfect little village yeah, you know tm nice town tm nice town and then he gets swept away on an adventure right mm-hmm. when when i think of like lord of the rings like there's obviously i'm not like a lord of the rings fucking fan yeah, or anything you're not, like that. you're not a big Lord of the Rings guy, but we did watch the movies at some point, and I think I fell asleep through most of them. I I barely remember any of it's them. Same. Um, But, I mean, it's... it's I'm gonna say this, and someone's gonna come to us and be like, you're fucking wrong, and I completely admit it, but, like, I'm pretty sure the entire plot was about, like, some fucking entity or wizard that was trying to take over the world. Yeah, 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 magic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the whole plot. <laughs> It was. It was. Like it was I feel like an idiot saying this. <laughs> it was something like that. Honest, honestly, I read the Hobbit the the first book, 
And then the Lord mm-hmm. of the Rings were like way longer and way more, more. But I will say <laughs> that there is one specific image that I always imagine whenever I think about like Lord of the Rings and a lot of other fantasy tropey kind of, uh, uh, you know, you can yeah. even do it in a couple of sci-fi things where here is nice town and all of the place around here with like the, the beautiful elves and their delightful forest city and stuff like that. And then we go to where the bad guy is, and it's just, like, a stark contrast, where it's, like, everything is all nice and pretty, and then, like, immediately you cross into bad dude territory, and it's fucking volcanoes, lava, big black castle, fucking nightmare city. (laughs) Cool. Cool. (laughs) So, obviously, everywhere outside of this place has to be fucking great and awesome, and, like, you know, your typical fantasy pretty right and then the moment you cross over it is fucking nightmares town okay so so what you're what you're suggesting is kind of like the the lord of the rings except backwards where instead of starting from pleasantville you're starting from hell world and going into the rest of the world which is pleasantville something like that i think so this this is not the story of a hero but rather the story of a villain who is trying to corrupt the rest of the world which hates him for going against its ways i think that could be a fun way to do it mostly because like i would love just to see how do i put this one into words boy howdy when you play a lot of like tabletop games and stuff like that you come up with some fun character concepts right a lot of the time many tabletop games your dnds your fucking pathfinders your whatever will in fact let you make a necromancer and you could be a good guy (laughs) necromancer right right but everything you do is going to be fucking like crazy dark magic summoning skeletons it's all gonna look incredibly evil no matter how nice of a person you are Right, but you're still a good guy. It's just that you do you're still a you good do things guy. that might be misconstrued as evil. Yeah, it's just like oh, when I when I you know summon my familiar, like black flames erupt from the ground, and and I chant at evil incantations. You know, it's it's normal. <laughs> um. So what you're saying is, despite how evil and and hell world this place looks, they're actually pretty nice guys. Like, what if it just kind of looks like hell world? It just looks like Hellworld. Sure, there's lots of volcanoes, but as it turns out, the local populace fucking loves volcanoes. All right, so this turns... We're, we're turning... What's what's the... We're turning the Shire into fucking Bowser's Castle from Super Mario, right? <laughs> Basically. Where, where, like, they all... Like, they're still, like, little hobbitses in their little hobbit holes, but instead of there being nice plains and grass and flowers everywhere, it's just running lava and smoke and ash. Yeah. But they're all cool with it. They love it. They're all metal as shit. Yeah, they're cool as hell. They love it. Fucking, maybe they're immune to lava so they can take swims in in the lava pools, and it's great. It's good (laughs) for your skin. It's good for your skin. Um, But meanwhile, outside of uh, the Hellshire, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um... Uh, people in their giant white castles not not white castle white, ca- <laughs> they do, white castles they do in fact not the have, restaurant. have a white castle inside their castle let's just put it that way that might be a possibility but <laughs> what i mean is like the giant castles made of like ivory or some right, shit you know right. um but 
all these all these high high elves or whatever they're like oh we don't like the volcanoes and ash and oh it makes our lungs hurt we need to fucking get rid of them <laughs> yeah exactly it's just like oh we hate hellshire so much it's so bad and when the people come they're so they smell like volcano and we hate it here <laughs> <laughs> all right so um obviously then the plot is going to be um well the the i guess i guess is it going to be the hellshire versus the high elves is that what it's going to be i don't know if it's 100% going to be like the hellshire i just like the name the hellshire i think that's cool well i mean me too but mm-hmm. i mean we're just trying to set this up in vague terms there's obviously going to be some kind of uh nightmarish looking people that are actually really nice that live in a hellish looking place that is actually super cool to them and not really dangerous unless you decide to jump in lava for some reason. Yeah, you know. You know. Like, like they're no. not they're not scheming any evil. They just kind of look evil. Yeah, exactly. They just look like you you just flipped through a monster manual. That kind of shit. Right. And it's just so, like, oh no. Orcs. So, right, right, right. So in order to try and come up with a plot, because I think we get our setting, right? Uh-huh. I think we have our set. We have our set to come yeah. up with some kind of plot. So, like I said, um, they are in the grand scheme of things some sort of disorder. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe like a, a a volcanic eruption happens, and that volcanic eruption like tosses ash all over the world or some shit like that, right. and that's the final straw against them, right? Mm-hmm. And so, all these different kingdoms from across the world are are coming to attack. Right. 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 They are in the jaws of of peril, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so we need to figure out how how are these people going to stop these invading armies? Right, right. And I wa- I wonder if perhaps perhaps it's kind of a situation where it's like, well, actually, there's a reason we've been living in these like hell volcanoes this whole time, aside from the fact that we just fucking love volcanoes. Right. And it turns out that us, us, we, we have lots of, like, traditions and shit, and we're, we're, you know, keeping the sleeping monster beneath the volcanoes asleep. And if, and if you make us leave, well, we're all fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not only, like, a part of their culture, but it's also uh, something that keeps- everyone safe. Yeah, legitimately keeping everyone safe, and the only reason why- no one listens to them is because they are so unlike any other culture. Mm-hmm. The, the rest of the cultured world, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. Something like that. So it could come down to something like we have like a, a like a group of our little like <laughs> hell hobbits or whatever that yeah. need to escape from prison to go back and make sure that this fucking dragon or whatever, you know, doesn't wake up from the volcano. Okay. So it's Okay, so what we're talking about is basically Lord of the Rings meets Homeward Bound, <laughs> where of. where the invading armies come, 
they capture they capture all of the hell hobbits mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now the hell hobbits need to escape from prison make their way back home and then quell the monster that lives in the dragon that will end the earth yes because it will cause the volcano to erupt and i like the mental image that for whatever reason on this planet this volcano is fucking huge like so big that if it were to erupt it would just destroy everything right 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 Okay, so I know I said, like, um, because we keep comparing it back to Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. and The Hobbits, and obviously there's a connection with it being, like, fantasy world. Yeah, fantasy world where a bunch of short uh, 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 fantasy creatures have to go to a volcano and, and, you know, stop something. Right. And I do, I do still like the idea of them being like hell hobbits in the sense of like they are a very small sort of species, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. But I want to kind of pivot away from the idea of like there is like these four heroes, right? right. Like some adventuring party. And instead, I think we should have a main character, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but also he is sort of the leader of this big group of these hell hobbits right yeah, yeah so we have sort of like a lemming situation right where it's where, like a bunch of them all all together trying to get home right but what i'm saying is this is a game uh-huh where you have to solve problems where the problems are sneaking around behind enemy lines because that's where you're stuck in right, right you have to right. escape the prison you have to escape back to your home exactly it it is a stealth puzzler where you have to move your your units around the map uh-huh, uh-huh. so that you can escort everyone back home. Okay. Ooh. Does that I, I, make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like your your main character is kind of like the commander of like an entire troop of these hell hobbits, and you're typically kind of small and kind of sneaky, but you have to get. A hundred of them out of the castle. Yeah, like, think about, like, um, think about, like, a game like Pikmin, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. But instead of it being about, like, um, collecting items and trying to make sure that you're, um, that you can fight off, like, enemies and stuff mm-hmm. and just, like, kind of returning back to the same spot every day, it is, you need to get from point A to point B, but also you can't get caught. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, um also there's like permadeath or some shit right all of all of your like hundred little hell hobbits all have names and personalities and stuff like that and little clips that they'll make (laughs) so if you lose one you will feel bad you will feel bad you'll feel you'll feel really bad but i also love the idea of like oh no the only way back is like to get up this uh like steep cliff face well Get all your hell hobbits together and have them stand on each other's shoulders. Yeah, like chain up and stuff like that. Like you have maneuvers like, that that your little hell yeah, hobbits like form knows. a little bridge. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's definitely like Pikmin. Uh huh. Uh-huh. But it's like a stealth Pikmin, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. I do like the idea of like maybe if you can separate like guards from each other, you might be able to take them out by sheer numbers. But it's yeah. a gamble. It's a gamble because you you might lose some of them. Yeah, you might lose some of your friends, your your hell hobbits. Yeah, and they all have names and families. <laughs> they all have names and families, and and dreams and wishes. 
Oh fuck! What if what if like there was also like a relationship system where it's like, oh well, this unit is like gonna be more effective so long as his parents are alive. <laughs> <laughs> so so what we've done is we have taken, we've made a stealth game with Pikmin esque mechanics and then combined it with fucking a fire emblem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> We've we've written accurate descriptions and and plotted out uh, extensive family trees for all these hell hobbits that will determine their usefulness in the field. Oh my god! They also have psychological conditions that you need to take <laughs> care of. If they watch other hell hell hobbits die in front of them, they will become psychologically wounded and will become less useful. They, they will not. They will be less effective because they're suffering from PTSD. The, <laughs> God, like, like the the one the ones that get spotted more often but come back alive become braver and will allow themselves to be like they'd be more willing to actually fight guards. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Christ. <laughs> I'm just imagining like like a guy literally throwing a bunch of like Pikmin at a guard uh-huh. and then having them like drag the body away to a spot where it wouldn't be seen. God. Cause there there's <laughs> Have you ever played Pikmin and you, you fucking throw all your Pikmin to get those against the big guys and then they fucking roll over and crush all your Pikmin and all the little ghosts come out and you feel so fucking sad? You feel so sad, but like at the same time, you can just get more whenever. Yeah, exactly. This one, you, you can just you get, can't more. get more. It's one run, dude. Yeah, it's one run, and you only have like five hundred. <laughs> that is you your only total have like five hundred. How many can you get back home? Exactly. I'm waiting for the challenge run. No death challenge runs. <laughs> get all five hundred hell hobbits back home. God, yeah. Like, that would be intense. And like part of it is is probably I I like the the mm. Have you ever watched any of the fucking like what is it? I try to remember what selfie game it is off the top of my head, but there's like games where it's like oh you can throw rocks and, and like attract guards and stuff like that. I think it's like Assassin's Creed and shit. Oh, uh, I mean there's a lot of stealth games like yeah, that. I don't know if I mean probably like Metal Gear Solid did rock throwing and stuff like that, yeah, but yeah. But I feel like when I think of stealth games, Metal Gear is like the first one I think of. I feel like there's a whole part to the game where it's like you can select, you you get to select ten, right? Right. And you ten go cause a distraction while the other like four hundred like escape through like a a a a sewer tunnel or something like that, right? Yeah. They escape through a path, but so long as you are creating a distraction, that's the only way they can get past. But you can lose some of your ten during this time, because uh-huh. they are uh, uh, much more likely to get spotted and and taken back to jail or killed or whatever. <laughs> right. So these these sections are like, oh, I have to knock down a bucket that's on the other end of a hallway, which will attract all of the guards to go look at that and not to look out the windows as all of these hobbits go past all of our hell hobbit friends. Yeah, I I guess if we're going to be doing like multitasking like that, I think like, um, so, uh, y- you know, the one of the limitations of a game like Pikmin uh-huh. is that you're always following the main character around, you know? Right, right. 
But in a traditional RTS, you can move the camera to wherever on the map you need it to be. Right, right. right. And I, I love the idea of having that sort of multitasking where, like, maybe you have, like, your elite group of 10 go and, like, take out any straggling guards, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at the same time, you want, like, a vast majority of them, like, looking to see if there is an easy path. Yeah, to looking to, to escape. Right, right. So what if, like, the main character had sort of, like, this, this, um, uh, what is it like this artifact uh-huh. that allowed him to get like a an aerial view yeah of like the entire uh, map like some sort of uh 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 so so like the ring in lord of the rings right. the one ring yeah let's see um invisible. that allowed yeah makes you go invisible so what if it was like a monocle or something ooh yeah a monocle that lets you basically see from uh different perspectives uh huh. So he uses it. It's kind of like your your main character TM is like a little uh, a minor wizard of some sort, so they can do these small spells to be able to see from above and, and order. Uh, yeah. The, fellow. the the main character that you that you play as is like a one of the elders of the hell uh hell hobbit right like tribe. So he has like some limited magical powers, but he does have this artifact. Yeah, he does have this artifact, which was passed out or whatever. And right. so, yeah, he can see basically like an aerial view of rooms and kind of see where guards are going and stuff like that. And it just explains the the um, game mechanics, game mechanics. basically. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of like a uh, uh, XCOM kind of situation where you can move your units around and order them to knock over this bucket with this rock or whatever from across the hallway. Yeah, it's a strategy stealth game. Yeah, strategy st- stealth game. I I can dig it. Where the whole yeah, the whole point is to like distract the guards and stuff like that while the rest of them find a way to get out. And it's like each stage is like, oh, we've come across a a, a patrol guard, and we have mm-hmm. to distract them so the rest of our uh, friends can get past. That that sounds pretty good. Yeah. This is a this is definitely a kind of game that's out of my wheelhouse because I, a I am bad at strategy games uh-huh. and b I'm bad at stealth games so <laughs> like th- this is this is a game that's completely out of my wheelhouse but I think it's like a really solid concept at least it's, it's a neat concept I I think at the very least yeah mostly because I want all of your units in big old quotation marks all your your fellow uh hell hobbits and stuff like that to be incredibly underpowered so you don't oh yeah like have the choice to just go in full guns blazing like some stealth games give you the option to do a la your hitman and such yeah like uh that's that's kind of why i brought up like lemmings at the very beginning Mm -hmm. because you just kind of have like a bunch of these like a general generally like faceless um little guys that you try to lead to safety you know right right but um this is going to be a hot take. Uh-huh. Well, not a hot take, but like a a a a, a real dig. But uh what is it called? Um do you remember the the Zumbinis? <laughs> oh boy. I'm, I'm pretty I sure no one knows what that is. Zoombies. So, 
so the Zumbinis was like, um, I think it's called like the the Amazing Adventure of the Zumbinis, but it, it was a an edutainment game uh-huh, uh-huh. on like old Macintosh and Windows PCs, where it was essentially like, um, like Lemmings in the sense that you had to guide like, um, the this group of little creatures called Zumbinis to like their home. Yeah, and don't the, by, don't the Zumbinis uh, vaguely look like the nerds candy mascot? Yeah, they're like these little these little like purple beans. Yeah, yeah purple beans with like legs and the, heads. Well, yeah, like they they look like little Mr. Potato heads where mm-hmm. they just have like feet and like a face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like they're these little purple bean-looking guys and you have to lead them back to their home through like separate stages and each stage would be like a math or or uh some like edutainment puzzle right of, right of course but as you got answers wrong you would lose your zumbinis now the difference between uh lemmings which i mean gameplay wise completely different uh-huh. but the thing about zumbinis that always stuck with me is that right when you started the game you got to customize and name every single one of your zumbinis <laughs> You got to give them a unique face, a new unique like set of legs, uh-huh. like helicopter, yeah, you, you like they to... have little helicopter hair things so they could fly. <laughs> and you named every single one. And ev- based on like how you customize them, they would have different abilities, meaning certain ones could do certain things. Right. But at the same time, based on the makeup of your group, some might not might just not be able to make it, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So like, like you kind of grew attached to your Zumbinis in a way yeah. because it's like, no, I'm, uh, Jeremy, I had to leave Jeremy behind. Oh, he didn't have the feet I needed. He didn't have the feet to cross this moat or whatever. No, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, 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 I want to have that same sort of feeling from these Hell Hobbits where like they each have their own little like look to them and their own names. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, like, their own little personality that either you as the player give them or something that, like, the the developer of the game would come up with, you know? You know what would be wild? Absolutely fucking wild. Is that you get to customize, like, ten of them, right? You Uh get to customize ten. And these are the ten that you get really attached to and you just hope make it through. But if you keep Mm -hmm. replaying the game, they'll show up again, randomly. Like, they're just stored away in the memory. So it's like, if even... Like, you create another 10 one, but, oh, look, in, in the other, like, 30 of them that they just give you, hey, look, it's, it's Ted! I, re- I made Ted! Ted's my friend! Yeah, so, 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 like, every time, the first time you play the game, uh-huh, right, uh-huh. you're probably not gonna make it all the way through, right. right? Like, maybe this is sort of like a rogue-type game where you have to just try to beat it all in one go. Yeah, I, um, I imagine it's very much one of those. So, like, the first time you do it, you would customize, like, ten, right? Right. The second time, you would get to customize another ten, but the first ten that you customize are in your party again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Or at least they have a chance to. Yeah, Like, yeah, they're yeah. stored away in the game's memory, and every so often, it'll give you back ones that you lost. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, in, in your overall party, it's, like, I get to customize ten of them, and they give me, like, twenty more. And, okay, and sometimes in these other 20, like, ones that I have created in the past just come back. And it's like, oh, Theodore. <laughs> I loved Theodore. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> Little Susan Sally. Oh, you are back. I love you. Oh, my God. I love that. That's so good. <laughs> and perhaps, perhaps, in the bigger, even grander scheme of things, uh, 
perhaps it is on a a a program or a a platform in which you can have online play and and share your top scores with your friends and such and every so often maybe one of their hobbits will come and join you oh yeah that'd be fun it's just a fun little mechanic that'd be fun i'd like that <laughs> all right well i don't know about you but i think i'm ready for a mix up word i think we're pretty comfortable with this our little hell hobbit rogue game yeah I think we need a mix-up right. word. Let's get a mix-up word into this. All right. Uh, and our mix-up word for today is... Mm-hmm. Gem. 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 G-E-M. Okay. Like <laughs> well, that's... A crystal, which fits perfectly into our setting. Sure does. <laughs> So, obviously, we talked about, like, the little artifact that explains the game mechanic of being able to see through walls, but I don't want to take that cop out. Yeah, and just make it look, oh, he has a gem that will do the thing. But perhaps yeah. perhaps we could do, like, one of the, 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 the missions in, like, the middle of this roguelike, right? Uh-huh. First of all, you have to get as many of your Hell Hobbit friends back to the volcano, right? Right. But... You need to be able to calm down this dragon that's inside of the volcano, right? Right. But when when these nasty elves or whatever, or, or and humans and shit, like came and and kidnapped you and took you away and put you in jail, they also like stole like important artifacts for this ritual to calm down the dragon, right? Perhaps right. in particular a very large gem. That is okay. part of the dragon's horde, you know. Right. And so, in uh, the middle of this roguelike game, you have to select your, like, very best and go on a special mission to get back your gem. Okay, so I I love that idea, but I want to pivot it a little okay, bit. Okay, pivot me. So, um, when we're talking about roguelike games, there's two... There's two distinct kinds of roguelike games, right? Uh-huh. There are the the roguelike games, which are you try to beat the game in one run, uh-huh. right? And if you die, you have to start over all the way from the beginning. Genuinely, as you play it, you get little upgrades, correct? Okay, yeah. Then there are the roguelite games, which are essentially the same concept, except between runs, you can like spend some kind of currency to sort of upgrade your base stats a little bit okay whether that be like the amount of money that you gain maybe your luck so you find more items that can help you along the way right right um i love the idea of the dragon's horde being taken Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from from the dragon right right and obviously the dragon's gonna get mad and destroy the world if they don't get back home yeah but i love the idea instead of going on secret missions instead in each level, there would be a gem that you can get, uh-huh. but it would it would place you in the line of danger to get it. Okay. But if you do, you get a special, like, upgrade. So uh-huh. th- that would mean, like, maybe enemies have decreased uh, vision radius, right? Okay. Or your, your units move, like, 10% faster, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So... Uh, taking a risk can result in a reward and and like you could pick up these little gems the gems are like imbued in the dragon's power because it was in the horde you can make that sort of explanation right but generally it's like 
a risk versus reward sort of system, you might lose a guy trying to get this reward. Okay. But the rewards but that are reward is going to be really helpful. Yeah, right. very, very important. Um, and we, you could also do like alongside those those big upgrades because obviously if you lose your run, you're going to lose those upgrades. Uh-huh. What if you know alongside the gems there was also things like gold, like uh, coins and goblets and stuff like that, right. things that are easier for you to pick up. Well, if you die in a run, you keep those after you die and you get to spend it like maybe you get sent back to prison uh-huh. and you can spend those on permanent upgrades to your troops oh okay so kind of leaning a little bit further into that roguelite okay sort of. so so making it more of a roguelite rather than a roguelike yeah uh, and and mostly because it's like i think nowadays the roguelite is a little bit more palatable for people yeah yeah um obviously people don't necessarily like banging their head against a wall but some <laughs> people do um <laughs> but but um yeah no like uh if you think about like hades mm-hmm. hades is a, a roguelite because you can upgrade like your weapons and your movement and stuff like that right, in right. it um uh binding of isaac meanwhile is a roguelike like yeah you can unlock new characters that do different things but you can't necessarily upgrade them right. you know you have to you have to get better as you go through the run of the game yeah 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 so this this is a a, a roguelite sort of sneaking hobbit strategy game. stealth game strategy stealth game set in a fantasy world set in yes. a fantasy realm and and perhaps there are like a couple of different endings you know depending on how good you did and definitely the uh, 100% ending is, like, you got all the gems and stuff like that, and the dragons You got all the totally gems, chill. you picked up all the gold, and you saved all Yeah, of it's hard. It's, it's not Hobbit. an easy, easy way to, to do, but it is no. the only way to get the 100%. Yeah, it could definitely be, like, you know, the normal ending, the good ending, the true ending, and then, like, the perfect ending. Yeah, 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 yeah. Per- perfect ending. And the perfect ending's, like, impossible. <laughs> Borderline impossible, but I know somebody will fucking speedrun it at some point. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, I I like this. I like our little I, Hobbit game. I I would give this a shot. I'm not sure if I would like it. Mainly, like I said before, yeah. it's not necessarily in my wheelhouse, but I do like the concept. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's it's definitely a game. I think I would love watching people do, like yeah. watching other people run it and stuff like that. I would want to see like a StarCraft player. Oh, somebody, like who's speed just, somebody who's just really good at those kind of, like, yeah, games already. strategy those games. strategy games. Yeah. Just absolutely blow right through it. Yeah. Whoo. Uh, so, what is this thing called? Huh. Good question. So, I guess one question I have is, do we want to continue to call them Hell Hobbits? I, like I know the, we've been calling them that this entire time. I just like the the term Hell Hobbit. <laughs> so in this universe, are there regular hobbits and Hell Hobbits? I mean, perhaps. 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 Like the only difference is that these these particular hobbits have grown uh, much more used to the volcanic temperatures and such. Yeah. Um. I need to. <sighs> I need to check something before we go forward with that, though, because uh, uh, let me Google this. Uh, are hobbits copyrighted? 
Uh, is it legal to use the word Hobbit? Uh, yes, it is not. It is not legal to use the word Hobbit. Um, it's, uh, most people use halflings. Ah, they, they are copy- as an alternative. Copy-written. They, they are copywritten. Damn it. Well. Curses. Uh, curses. Okay, so can I, as an alternative, as a substitution, uh-huh. can we call these little guys imps? Ooh. Because I don't know about you, but like the little image in my head I had of these guys obviously started as hobbits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But as it went along, I imagined these as like tiny little guys, like like yeah, itty bitty, not necessarily pick Pikmin sized guys, right. but like little itty bitty sort of like pitch black little devil guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Sort of like the the cute image of of imps, right? Yeah, exactly. Some kind of like little little uh uh. Little demon dudes, but like little ones. Yeah, yeah. So I'm down with imps. Uh, I'm down with imps, but as for a title, um, <laughs> what what if we took uh, some more inspiration from Homeward Bound? We called them Homeward Imps. Homeward Imps. Homeward <laughs> <laughs> Imps. You like that? <laughs> That's just a really funny title to me. Homeward Imp. Homeward Imp. Oh my god. Imp Bound. Imp Bound? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, I- Imp- Implings? Imp Escape. Imp Escape? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, I, I genuinely do like Homeward Imp. I, Homeward I, I Imp? think that's just a, a good name. It's just very funny to what, me. Oh, what about uh, Impward Bound? Wait, did we say that? Well, I did Imp Bound. Imp, imp Bound, Impward Bound. Impward Bound? <laughs> I don't think we can get away no, with Impward Bound. No, that's too, that's too much. We could do Imp Bound. Homeward Imp. H- Homeward Imp works. Yeah, because like Imp Bound sounds like you're going to Imps. <laughs> Man, there's some imps over there. Let's get them. Oh, we're inbound. Yeah. It also sounds like inbound. Inbound, yeah. Oh fuck! The more I think about it, I love inbound. Let's do inbound. Is it all one word or two words? I think it's what it's one word. Inbound. Inbound. Yeah, I'm I'm down with that. <laughs> we're calling this inbound. Inbound. Imps inbound. Imps inbound. <laughs> Inns inbound. Um, All right. Well, I love these these little guys. I love these little imps. Fuck. A bunch we of haven't scamps. even made it. And I want I want like little merch of little imp, imp people. <laughs> I would love to have one sitting on my desk and I could pet it. Just just a little a little lad a little friend. Yeah. Maybe we'll make. I I I desperately want to make pins at some point. You know what I mean? Oh, of inbound. Maybe not of inbound, but just something in general. But. A little imp would be nice. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we can call it a wrap for this one. I think we did Impound. it. This is this is just a nice one. It's just a nice this time. Is a I think nice one. I I can't I can't say many nice things about about the the blood hole though. That's still spitting up blood. I think it's actually it's gotten a little bit worse since we've been sitting here. It, it, the tank's a little bit overflowing. Should we call like Can, maintenance or something? 
Uh, should we call an aquarium? I'm a little afraid for the shark. I mean, can, should we call both, perhaps? Yeah, you know what? Let's call both. Yeah. Uh, well, hold on. Let's wrap. Let's wrap, yeah, uh, yeah, ra- take care of priorities yeah. here. Let's wrap this. <laughs> wrap up the episode, and then we save the shark. Uh, right, right. Uh, so our words for today were disorder, straw, jaw, and our mix-up word was gem. Uh, if you had a different idea of how to use those words, send it our way. You can reach us on Twitter at Let's Make Pod. Uh, you can also reach me on Twitter at Glitchy Tripod. And you can reach me over on Twitter at QuipsterRikuru, where you can also see everything else I do. Uh, and everything else that I don't do, but <laughs> hopefully one day I will. Maybe I'll do um, Maybe I'll do something. Uh, yeah, let's uh, call the uh, aquarium. All right, you you call the aquarium. I'll go get I'll go get the maintenance guy. Uh, yeah. Let's see if uh, we can plug up that blood hole. Alex Rossetti for creating the intro and outro to our show. You can find them on SoundCloud and Twitter at Albatross Soup.